0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line here are your hosts Spencer and Michael
0: All right what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the 23 personal podcast I'm your host Spencer joined by Michael Michael what's up man Man I am just I'm just waiting
1: I have a I have a hold at the local library on the Libby app mm. for a book that I'm a series of books that I'm dying to finish. And I'm just, it hasn't come through yet. I've got a road trip coming up this weekend. I need this book. Needs but, it. oh, well, other than that, I'm doing okay.
0: Okay, so speaking of the Libby app, you introduced me to this thing, and I have uh, shared it with Samantha, and we have gone headfirst into using this bad boy, reserving books, getting audiobooks, uh, I finished my first audio book, The Chemist. Uh, it's written by Stephanie Meyer. And you may roll your eyes because she also wrote um, Twilight. But supposedly, Samantha says the books are way better than the movies. The movies are just absolutely terrible. And even she has a hard time going back to the book after watching the movie. Um, but The Chemist, actually, really, really good. She also wrote The Host. I'm trying to get into that one. I'm, I'm, I'm a... Five percent into this one. And so I was like, you gotta you gotta stick with this one. It it takes a little bit. Um Michael, do you like government spy violent thrillers? Oh, sure. Okay. Sure. Some and
1: conspiracy you, things you listen to, going on to, to
0: audiobooks or do you or do you read them?
1: Uh I don't read audiobooks very much. That's
0: what I meant, books, man. Do you read books or you listen to audiobooks?
1: Uh, I probably, it's about 50, 50. I, I still read, I I just finished a Michael Connelly book recently. He's always my go-to and I'm like, I don't know what else to read. And, uh, there was another one I finished before that. What was it? I'm reading a book about Enron. That's really dense and it's probably, I've, I've been reading it off and on for like a year. So I'm still going, but yeah, it's about half and half, but, uh, I've really enjoyed the Stephen King audiobooks on the Libby app. So the book I'm waiting on is the final book in the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. So there's only three books and the first two, I, I really liked the first one. The second one was kind of a different story, but I still liked it. And the guy who reads it's excellent. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about it on the podcast actually, but I was listening to all to all those through the Libby app and yeah, yeah, I kind of do both. I usually have, like, one of each going on. I, oddly enough, don't listen to hardly any podcasts anymore. <laughs> I listen to music or
0: audio Um So when all of us are in the car, well, specifically, when Samantha Grayson and I are in the car, we listen to Harry Potter. Uh, and we are almost halfway through Order of the Phoenix, so we're... Oh, man. Like disc 11 of 23. Stuff's getting
1: real. Stuff's getting very real. But there's
0: CDs. We have to do it in the car because it's the only place we have a CD player uh, anymore. And what's, what's even more frustrating, this is going back to last week's episode, we talked about renting a car. The cars you rent these days don't have CD players. We can't even take them with us on our trips.
1: Oh, that is annoying.
0: So we try to, we try to find it on the Libby app. Unfortunately, even the audiobooks of Harry Potter still 2023 are super popular. We are 12 weeks away from being able to, yeah. to borrow the audiobook for book six. So we can take that anyways. Yes. We, we've been on the, on the wait list for about a month now. Um, going back. So the chemist, I'm gonna try to read this to you pretty quickly. I would recommend it to you. It's a relatively short. I think it was, it's 17 hours. On the audiobook. audiobook.
1: Um, in the audiobook world, that's about, yeah, I guess that's probably the average.
0: So the the host I'm listening to now is 24 hours. Um, okay, so one, also, the, the author is female, the main character in this book is female, the narrator is female, but she also does a really good job of uh, doing voices. Um, yeah. So you get one voice the entire time instead of other audiobooks that would try to, like, have different actors. Anyways, And this gripping page, Turner, an ex-agent on the run from her former employers must take one more case to clear her name and save her life. She used to work for the U.S. government, but very few people ever knew that. An expert in her field, she's one of the darkest secrets of an agency so clandestine it doesn't even have a name. And when they decided she was a liability, they came for her without warning. Now, she really stays in the same place, or uses the same name for long. They've killed the only person... The only other person she trusted, but something she knows, still poses a threat. They want her dead, and soon, when her former handler offers her a way out, she realizes it's her only chance to erase the giant target on her back. But it means taking one last job for her ex-employers. To her horror... Ah,
1: the one last job.
0: To her horror, the information she acquires only makes her situation more dangerous. Resolving to meet the threat head-on, she prepares for the toughest fight of her life, but finds herself falling for a man who can only complicate her likelihood of survival. Um... There is a there is a a little bit of romance in this. I thought it was unnecessary, but it kind of added to the story. It, it moved along, but it was like, huh? Like I could have done without it, but it wasn't over the top. Anyways, um, as she sees her choices being rapidly whittled down, she must apply her unique talents in ways she never dreamed of. I would I would okay. recommend it to you, my good my good friend. And anybody else that likes, uh, there you go. Stephanie Meyer. Uh, I wish there was a TV show or a movie based on it. There isn't. There is a movie based on the host, uh, but wasn't as good as the book, mainly because of the budget and the cast they were able to get for that one. Anyways. um, Yeah, it's it's like some like weird B cast,
1: C cast. Oh, well, yeah. Some of those things, some of those kind of work out that
0: way anyways this week, we're going to be talking about Bill Connolly's uh, preview for the Big 12, but specifically his look at Texas Tech. Um, it is behind a paywall, so I'm not going to read it to you, but we will be sharing pieces of it. Uh, Michael has a Dateline story and a life tip of the week. And if you haven't already gotten the it from us, highly recommend you downloading the Libby app. It does connect you to the Lubbock library. You can get your library card through the app, but it connects you with other libraries, so they're... Even the the audiobook uh, library is huge. The Oppenheimer audiobook we were just talking about in the last one, uh, American Prometheus, there are 59 copies available. So that's going to be on my library next after the host.
1: Oh, well, I'm adding that right now.
0: It will also tell you if those books are currently available to check out in a Lubbock library or if they're gone. So fantastic app. Thank you, Michael. You're um, welcome. All right, let's jump right into the uh, Bill Connolly update. If y'all don't know, I'm, I'm a huge Bill Connolly nerd, big fan of his work. Um, but we're going to talk about the Texas Tech preview. And his Texas Tech section of the preview is titled, Is the Texas Tech Sleeper Hype Real? Oh. So off the bat, he's acknowledging that people are buying into Texas Tech year two, Joey McGuire, possibly being able to take a next step and compete, obviously, on some level because Sleeper uh, would insinuate that they are not the trendy pick, uh, not the the lock or the whatever, but um, they could be on the, on, on the outside if they do – Things right, things go well. They could be in the mix. Um, unlike Oklahoma State last year, like reversed Oklahoma State, they were the trendy pick to win everything. And y'all know they just absolutely imploded. Um, he starts off with a comparison to to Joey, sorry, to Sonny Dykes <laughs> to Joey Dykes, um, because he talked about earlier in, in this in this preview like while Sonny Dykes came in and did what he did year one for, for TCU, there's no topping that there's no coming back this year and doing any better except for winning the whole thing. And TCU is not a program built for repeated runs to the college football championship game. Um, or to have the success they did, um, and the luck they did, especially considering Garrett Riley is no longer with them. Uh, he went on to Clemson, I believe. Is Clemson well, also now?
1: considering that the, their Heisman candidate, candidate quarterback didn't even begin the year as a starter. Yeah. So, so how good is this staff at a evaluating talent or not?
0: I don't know. It certainly worked Just out. Just
1: falling ass backwards into something great?
0: Well, I mean, they, they did have Garrett Riley, and maybe, maybe a uh, um, Chandler Morris is going to be really, really good. And you know, yeah, they were they were kind of saved when he got hurt. That Duke and Duggan was as good as he was. Um, but Conley starts out and says, "Hey, McGuire, you did the first year thing right because <laughs> you you endeared yourself to the fans." Um, you did it by beating Texas, by beating Oklahoma, by being uber aggressive on fourth down. Uh, you were good on offense. Uh, you left room for improvement on defense, but you were still an improved version on defense. Um, he said all those things kind of point to like you, like the sleeper hype is is a thing, right? Like you get Tyler Shuck back for another year. He says he's injury prone. I would argue, as has been pointed out, the injuries he's had uh, were collarbone breaks. Um, one of those breaks, because it was both sides, right? Or both breaks were the same side. I can't remember. But the one that, that held him out so much um, most recently has a titanium rod in it now. That's not going to break. Um, your offensive line should be... I would say considerably improved. You, you get, you know, um, Cole Spencer back from injury. He, he missed the season with an injury right before, uh, right in, in fall camp, you get rusty Stotts, the transfer in from Western Kentucky. Um, so you get to move Dennis Wilburn out to a guard. Uh, you get Jacoby Jackson back in another year for a guard. You, you flip Caleb Rogers to the right side and, um, is it Weston, right? I don't know why I'm, I'm blanking on the other tackle's name. Your your offensive line should be pretty good. Your your skill positions, Taj Brooks, Cameron Valdez, um your running backs. I mean, you got Dre McCray's a thousand yard receiver from, from Austin P. You've got Duran Bradley coming back. Um Baylor Cup, Mason Tharp, um Miles Price. Miles Price, like your skill positions across the board. Should be pretty good. Your offensive line should be pretty good. Um, defensively, you're, you're going to have to try to find, uh, not a replacement for, but a, a, somebody step into the role that Tyree Wilson played. Uh, it looks like it'll be miles Cole. Um, you get Bradford and Hutchings back on the, on the defensive line. Um, linebackers, maybe, maybe a spot where you, you need some, some kind of step up. You you were getting a lot of really good uh performance out of jacob smith i that didn't that didn't sound right but anyways the, the linebacker that was that came on late uh your defensive back should be pretty good um you got lots of young guys coming into that 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 you know should be able to provide some depth um in the preview it talked about the offense and how kit lee um had a marginally marginally used run game, but then he said it was solid and that the Red Raiders mastered timely play. First and fourth down attempts and conversions, third, 38th and red zone touchdown rate. Um, fast enough to score more than 30 points eight times, and it's easy to expect further improvement. Now, I want to go back to the stats that we were tracking throughout the season and how we compared to Kitlin's previous stops. Um, one Connolly said that Texas Tech and, and Kitley had a marginally used run game, and I was like, "That didn't, that that doesn't feel right." Texas Tech averaged forty rushing attempts per game.
1: Right. Now that will still but maybe a lot of those were f- from the quarterback. Maybe that's what Connolly's alluding to. They weren't necessarily handoff running plays.
0: But with the running with the quarterbacks, you. You have and you had that was part of their skill set, part of the game, right? Like, correct Donovan Smith, um, was an effective runner for a majority of the time that he ran. There were some times where, like, you know, obviously you'll get sacks that'll be uh, counted as a run, uh, and he had he has issues, especially early in the season where his clock was just a little bit too slow, um. Or he was just too confident in his line or whatever it was. He he took a lot of sacks, especially early on. Um, but Tyler Shuck ended up being a pretty successful runner, like you saw in the Ole miss game. Like, um, there were a lot of times when when he was given the play, and, and we we've heard this several times where Kitley will call a play. Or uh yeah, a play and then and then um the quarterback will have the opportunity or, or option to, to check out of it and do a run, or, or, or vice versa. So a lot of the runs that you saw Tyler Shuck do in the ball game were Tyler Shuck calls. Um, anyways, so you ran the ball 40 times a game for 153 yards, almost four yards a carry, like behind that offensive line, I would say it's pretty successful, right? Um mm-hmm. I really do expect this offensive line to be so much better this year. Um, I don't have the sack right in front of me, uh, but it wasn't great. Like I said, some of that was was uh, Donovan Smith' problem, but he only started four games. Um, in fact, your three starters each had at least four starts, so it wasn't that it was you know one guy completely skewed the 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 stats in one way. Um, you had forty four pass attempts. So again I'd go back to it wasn't like a 60 40 split even though you ran it 40 times a game it was a 44 40 in terms of calls like you ran 85 plays a game 40 sorry you 84 plays a game 44 passes 40 rushes as even as you've seen it in a while uh outside of Cumby's year when when he actually did have a a run majority um i would love to see the, the the passing yards per attempt go up to you know to show some explosiveness in the passing game uh it was it finished in right under uh 7 yards per attempt which is exactly the same as it was under cumbie um mm-hmm. 6.96 but the previous year 2021 it was 8.6 and then um, at Western Kentucky, it, you know, for for Kitley it was eight point seven. So, would love to see that that number go up a little bit. Show, show some ex- explosion there, uh, and then have some some more success on the ground. Michael, do you have any uh, thoughts on the offense before we talk about defense?
1: Well, I I think just consistency will play hopefully a a good role in what they're able to do. Just, I mean, crosses the fingers, knock it on pieces of wood, everything we can, to, everything we can do as people, as fans to keep the same quarterback back there. And, and unless a decision is made just because of a coaching decision. Okay. That's one thing, but uh, being able to have count on Shuck for, Starting every single game, I think, will lead to some more consistency in what Kitley's able to call, and perhaps he won't be reaching as much sometimes in the red zone. And I don't know if he even has enough quarterbacks to do that three-quarterback stuff anymore. Maybe he does. I mean, we might still see it. That was never my favorite thing.
0: You'll have to see uh, Jake Strong out there. Let's not forget yeah, him, because everybody, so. everybody's so excited about Will Hammond coming in. Uh, Jake Strong is a guy that's here now as the uh most recent newcomer,
1: but yeah, like you were pointing out with the the talent on the offensive line, you've got some big guys coming coming back mm-hmm. and, and they're not just guys that uh you know could be good but guys that had proved themselves already but they were just they were injured they were gone last year they were unavailable or now playing they're out of back. position so, yeah, so because of other injuries mm-hmm. getting shifted yeah um And I I just think we're primed to see hopefully a a healthier football team and a more consistent, uh, you know, more consistent play in pretty much all facets on the offensive side. And that would give Kitley to kind of just open up the playbook a little bit more. Maybe not open it up, maybe just, hey, we're going to run it three times in a row because we can. We can get five yards of carry on these guys let's just do it <laughs> let's I think he's gonna take what's what he's given
0: yeah uh defensively that Tech, Tech finished 82nd and defensive s p plus um so bottom half bottom third I think like right there at the at the the line there that would break that up um returning though got some you know, a good amount of experience returning. Uh, We'll have to replace disruptors. This is from the article. Eight players made at least four and a half tackles for loss last season and only three of them return. So he's talking about missing out on guys like Josiah Pierre, um, Tyree Wilson, um, Kosai Eldridge. um, I don't know if Reggie Pearson was, was a part of that number. Um, But you know, you've got, got guys you know, obviously on campus that, that will have to, to step up to fill that role. Um, and Conley does give uh, defensive coordinator Tim DeRude credit. He said he's, he's good at fielding fast units and creating havoc, uh, but he's going to have to find some new playmakers to do it. Um, he said, when you're a mid-level Big 12 team, you're likely going to play in a ton of close games. Uh, you know Texas Tech was 4-0 in one score games last last season this year they're projected to, the S&P Plus projects Texas Tech to be in 7 one score games um it may be difficult to to improve on on like being 100% well obviously you, you can't improve on 100% but um it's going to be difficult to to maintain that you know when when you're playing these, these close games but um, like I guess linebacker does, does concern me, but the defensive line and defensive backs don't at all. Um, I would love to see Bryce Ramirez be able to return if he can. Uh, not only would that should be a great story. I, I, we were just starting to see him, him, him break into the rotation last year when he got hurt in, uh, North Carolina. Um, Love to see him back. Um, like I said, linebackers, though, my biggest concern, Michael. What, if you're looking around the roster for for defense, like, are you like is is depth an issue, or like is it linebackers, or like am I am I overlooking a, a different position, or am I overestimating the defensive backs, or? Well, what are you looking that's, at?
1: That's that's kind of where I was going. I mean, I, I agree with your point on linebackers, but. Yes, we have a lot of defensive backs. They seem to be very tall for DBs and athletic. But I could be misremembering, but I don't think they have seen a lot of playing time. So that they're not quite as experienced, maybe as as some of the other players on the defense or some of the other position groups. That's the only thing I would kind of point out. I mean, I'm... Have pretty uh, high hopes for them, and I, I think that their abilities are pretty hard to argue with. But it's just something
0: to that I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah, and and obviously we don't have like um we don't have a depth chart or anything. We do have a um a roster to look at. I don't know exactly how uh, up to date it is, but I think. Part of it is going to, the linebacker issue, one, you need to figure out like, okay, Steve Linton, the, the Syracuse transfer, is he technically like an, a linebacker or is he going to be like a the rush defensive end type guy? Um, I was wrong. Josiah Pierre is back. Um, is CJ Baskerville, the San Diego State transfer, is he going to take over that Money Waters position? I, I expect he would. That, that seems like he was built for that. Yeah. Um, does Jacob Rodriguez get some play? Uh, or you have to look at yeah. some of the like the, the young guys um, to 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 contribute their linebacker? I don't know, man.
1: Well, and obvious, you know, the elephant in the room is you're not going to replace Tyree Wilson. You're just not. No. You're not going to find a player like that that's just going to come out and and do what he was able to do. So I don't. We're not really even mentioning that because I just. I think we both know that, but I thought, well, let me throw it out there in case someone's like, well, Tyree Wilson, that's, that's a concern. How are you get? It? We're not, you're not going to replace him. <laughs> you just hope to, to find some guys who can, who can get in there and step up and, you know, maybe not 27 tackles for a loss or, or something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 10. We'll take 10 yeah. <laughs> or, you know, we'll, we'll take six, seven sacks or something, you know, let's, that would be that would be pretty great.
0: So Isaac Smith, what was the name of the linebacker? I was trying to think of. Uh, and going through the roster, completely forgot. So Jake Strong was the quarterback I was telling you about. That would be the third string guy. Will Burns also on the football roster. Played for the baseball team this spring. Um, Man,
1: we're gonna have we're gonna have a, like four quarterbacks out there in the red zone. It's gonna be beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be great.
1: One of them's gonna play center.
0: Um, really but catch like, him off guard. But defensive backs, I mean, you've got Malik Dunlap. Um, you get to Tyler Owens. Um, like I said, CJ Baskerville. Um, somebody up here towards the front. Yeah, Dadrian Taylor Dimmerson is going to be back. Rashad Williams will yeah. be back. That's so true. Like, That's true. You'll have four of the five defensive backs positions returning from starters from last year. And then you get, like I said, Baskerville in who is a starter from a previous program. Uh, I would expect would take over the, the muddy waters, you know, spur position, that hybrid linebacker, um, s- safety role. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really high on our, our defensive backs. Um, so many. Well, of them. I wasn't
1: doing. I wasn't doing the obvious math of well, let's see who's staying. I was just thinking of all the new guys coming and thinking, oh man, if they're going to be out there on the field a lot, there could be a learning curve. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like it's obviously just for depth. And so the DBs, maybe. I mean, I've you've kind of talked me out of being concerned now. I have to feel a little bit better about that. All those names, I was like, oh yeah, I recognize those guys. Okay, all right. I didn't know they were all able to stick around or, you know, did, didn't graduate or weren't going to other places. So I don't, I don't feel as, as concerned.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, like, I, I, I recognize a lot of the names as I'm looking at the roster at, at linebackers, like Tyreek Matthews, he'll be a super senior. Uh, he's listed on the, on the roster, super senior, Matthew Young, Bryce Robinson, there's also a senior freshman, Michael Dingle, who's the uh, the guy from South Carolina that's also on the track team that runs and does the, the hurdles super fast. Justin Horn. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Another super fast guy from, from um, Louisiana. Um, Ty Kana, Kana, John Curry. Um, anyways, I... I think of, of the position groups like linebacker, maybe the most unproven, but you've got guys there that have been here that, that have shown potential. Um, Monroe Mills was the offensive lineman I was talking about the left guard, not west and right? Monroe Mills. Anyways. Um, I, I know it's July. I'm ready to see a depth chart. I want to see these guys <laughs> slated in and their positions. And I know they got they have a lot of summer and fall workouts to figure all that stuff out. I I'm I'm just antsy and I'm ready for football season, but I wanna know what, what the defense is gonna look like. I mean, especially up in the middle. So all right. Uh, Michael, you have a Dateline story. What is this all about? How old are you, by the way?
1: I I watch Dateline on occasion. So I just posted a photo in our Google Doc there. Tell me who that looks like to you. Um. Does that resemble anybody? This is a Texas Tech podcast. We were just talking about football. Does that man resemble anybody that you might be sort of familiar with?
0: I'm like trying to like squint at it because my first thought was an actor, but like I'm seeing like flashes of Neil Brown. No, no, no. no. Um, Let me just tell you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Former Texas Tech player.
0: Is this the person former Texas Tech in the photo? Quarterback. Or is this somebody he looks like? This is just who he looks like. He's a former Texas Tech quarterback.
1: Former Texas Tech coach.
0: Talking about Sonny Cumbie? Yes. Does that not look okay. like Sonny Cumbie? Can you see it? If this guy didn't have like Like a little bit of a wavy hair, like if it was more curly, yeah, yeah. But I can see that. I can see that.
1: Okay, so I was watching a Dateline episode the other day, and this guy Jason Young is who's on it. Um, he there's very convincing. There is very convincing evidence that he killed his wife. Okay. But the whole time, you know, they would show him on the stand and he, they, where was this? I think it was, this was in North Carolina.
0: North Carolina. And so he had
1: kind of an accent. And so whenever he would talk and he was on the stand, I was like, that's Sonny Cumby. <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't do it. This guy's, this guy's fine. It was terrible. I, th- I think all of the, it, it seems like he really did. And I think he's about to go to a third trial. But, uh, I caught myself solely because I thought he looked and even kind of sounded like Sonny Cumbie a little bit. I kind of talked myself into like, nah, nah, this guy's fine. There's no way. Sonny would never
0: do this. <laughs> so I can see it more in the picture. I can from guarantee the Sonny
1: Cumbie has not done that. No, so. for sure. Um, we're, we're, we're not alleging anything else.
0: Yeah, like the, the pictures from from the courtroom look a lot more like Sonny Cumby than the picture you sent me. See, like, like let me let me let me send you this bad boy.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to find like a Sonny Cumby. Anyway, I was just kind of appalled at how I was watching that show and a halfway thinking, oh no, this he's a good guy. They've got the wrong person. I don't know what happened. I don't know how this could have happened.
0: Sonny would have never done this. No. He would never do that. No. I was reading some of the details of that story. I was like, this is sickening.
1: Yeah, they're awful. I know I didn't share. I, like, shared as little as I possibly could. Yeah. So I do think there's there's some chance there. Anyway, that was all. That was all I had. Okay. Texas Tech connection to a Dateline episode I randomly saw in a hotel room.
0: Um, we already talked about the 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 Libby app. We, oh gosh, <laughs> that picture you just posted, Sunny coming. My goodness. Oh no. Um, uh, we touched on the on the Kitley impact, of the offense going back to the Bill Conley. Is there anything else you want to talk about? You want to make plans for your your baseball movie marathon? Oh, I do,
1: but before that, I do have a tip.
0: Oh, right. I skipped right over so, your life tip.
1: My life tip of the week, of the day, is if you live in the same town as your mother, go have lunch with your mom. You should totally go do that. You're talking I've like, done that. for men
0: or, or women?
1: Oh, I, I, I'm probably mostly speaking to the guys because it may not be something guys would think of doing as often, but absolutely for daughters or sons. I, because, mean, I mean, and same goes for your dad, obviously, you know, but.
0: I, I was going to say, Samantha does go to lunch with her dad on, on, on yeah. occasion.
1: I know. And my wife goes to lunch with her mom quite a bit, but I just recently started trying to do that with mine and it's been really nice. And you kind of realize, you know, now with kids and being married and everything, how little time just the two of you get to talk sometimes, and you learn a bunch of things, and it's 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 a good it's a good thing. Yeah. And my mom's super. She's like, she's so low maintenance. And I was like, Mom, do you want to meet somewhere? Do you want to, uh, you know, me to pick you up and take you somewhere? What do you want? She's like, Why don't you just bring some food here? I'm like, okay. <laughs> So we always pick like one of the drive-through places close to her house, and I just show up with like a bag of Brahms or something, and we just hang out.
0: Okay, and talk be, be, because you you mentioned it. Yes, Brahms. Yes, did have you been back several times? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and we've been going back for really just one. Like we have found our order, and it was the. California Chipotle grilled chicken sandwich. Right. right.
1: Freaking Maybe fantastic. We talk about that one.
0: And we would sub yep. out fries for Greek yogurt, which we'd go pull out of the, the cooler on the market side. We go pick our flavor out. Um, if we were feeling a little spicy, then one of us would get a drink. The other one would get a shake and we'd split those um, between me and Samantha. We went back Saturday. We went to Abilene uh, this past weekend just for a quick day trip, we went to the, the, the zoo there. Uh, we, we played a couple hours at a a really nice splash pad and we came back and we just weren't feeling making dinner. Went to Brahms. Walk in like, Hey, my, my, the red flag went off where they used to have the advertisement for the California Chipotle sandwiches had been replaced with the sweet and spicy Gouda burger. I was like, "Are are you guys still doing the, they're like, no, we stopped on Monday. I was like, Ah oh, man! Of course not.
1: Tried it. Well, did you just get a? Did you just get a burger?
0: No, a I, I. sandwich. I tried the. I tried the. Sweet and spicy gouda grilled chicken sandwich. Wasn't as good as the California <laughs> Chipotle. I'm gonna confess that one. Still they? good. Though. I mean, their their Greek yogurt is, is off the charts, man.
1: Their dairy products really. Yeah, I mean, and and this is. Yeah, it's it's me being Captain Obvious here, but Brahms has really good dairy products. Who knew? I mean, they, their ice cream—even if you just go to the freezer and buy a half gallon or whatever—it's great. It's really mm-hmm. quality, delicious ice cream.
0: And it
1: is. Everything they give you in through the drive-through is is just as good too. I mean, I, yeah.
0: And we've been going in because
1: Oklahoma gets things right every now and then.
0: Yeah. Blind squirrel, and everything. Right. Uh, yeah. w- we were going in because of the complexity of the order and, and they don't have an app where you can just like go and punch everything in, punch yeah. it in. Wow. Oh, how old am I now? Um, so it's like, it was easier to talk to somebody and talk them through it instead of trying to do it over the, the speaker phone or whatever. Um, and even then, like one of the last things we did is we talked to somebody obviously fairly new in their, their, their tenure, or at least at, at work on the register. Like, okay, we want this sandwich but with the grilled chicken version of it. But we want to sub out the side fries for for yogurt. And then we tell them the flavor of the yogurt. It's like, doesn't really matter. I'm just gonna go grab it out of the cooler, but I guess it's for their inventory purposes or whatever. And then I was like, okay, then and then one of them we're gonna do a drink, but the other one we're gonna do a shake. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, that would wrong. be kind of confusing. So. Yeah. So we just do it in the in the in the restaurant. Brahm is pretty good. Um, I because we go one because the one we go to is across the street from from Waterburger, and we, we talked about this recently somewhere. Um, some of the better things on the Waterburger menu are their limited time menu items. Yes. What bugs me, Michael? They're not seasonal, like like
1: pumpkin spice.
0: Yeah. Or it's not like it's a completely new ingredient that like you have to get like the Magrib or whatever. Right. Like their seasonal items are just a different combination of ingredients. They always have on hand. Just, well, I know it's kind of like a little bit of a, of a mess to have a, just a ginormous menu, but like a lot of the, the limited time offerings, they carry green chili all year. They carry bacon all year. They have a one sauce, they could stock that. They have chicken strips all year. They have buffalo sauce all year like you can combine these into your limited time offerings all year.
1: Well, they probably don't have those peppers all year or the coleslaw. Like the peppers they make for the Monterey melt.
0: Those are it's those are bell peppers, aren't they?
1: Well, probably.
0: Okay, so I guess like that one is not something like that they carry. Like that's not a a menu like a side they carry. Typically,
1: yeah, I really don't know why the A one because all that they don't carry at the A one is is I guess A one. I don't know why that one is just not a permanent one. Also, why they have onions everywhere?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the bacon. <laughs> I
1: mean, they could. They've got onions and they've got cheese and they've got burger patties. As far as I know. And then you just need some A one. I think you're done.
0: You could carry A one. You just add that to your inventory, yes. your stock. Um, or make it with spicy ketchup. No one will know.
1: Use that. Use that fancy batch ketchup and just call it spicy,
0: spicy burger fun. Also, why does Dallas get the sweet and spicy burger and and Loving oh, doesn't? I don't
1: know. Why are the region? Yeah. Why are there regional spicy? Why are there regional burgers?
0: Because that one goes hard, man. I I, I really like that one. I n- no if I walk into
1: a water in Phoenix, I should be able to get the same thing I could get in Lubbock, Texas.
0: Same thing in Dallas. I know, man. Like, I know I've talked about this. When, when I go to Dallas, like I'm frustrated that like I'm able to order a burger that I really, really like, the sweet and spicy bacon burger. And I was like, I should be able to order this in Lubbock. I really want to order this more regularly. You should
1: totally come up. You gotta figure out a way to bootleg them.
0: It's the sauce. It's whatever the sauce is. I don't know what it is. It's like it's some kind of
1: barbecue. It's Chick-fil-A sauce. No, it's dark. They put some Worcestershire in it.
0: Worcestershire? 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 Anyways, that'll do it for us. <laughs> 23 Personal Podcast. We That's didn't have we to got. get to our roots uh, back to food uh, and burger, but Brahms brought us there. Fantastic offerings you haven't been. No free ad zone. Uh We'll be back next week recapping any Texas Tech, athletics, news, sports, updates. But until then, for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, And Michael at Michael underscore LVK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.